and uh, it goes like this. He said, uh, Acts chapter 11, I want to read from 23 and 24. Just two verses. It's good. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people was added unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of times we look at certain characters in the Bible and sometimes we brush over it because they are not as popular as some of the characters that we well know. For instance, everybody knows about David. Right. Every child knows. Why? Because David killed Goliath. Right? Everybody knows that Samson, Samson did what? He was able to kill a lion. People know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they were able to go through the fear of fire and still survive. People know about Paul, Peter. They know about a whole lot of people, but very few children and very few Christians really know who Barnabas is. Mm -hmm. Because he is not one of the well-known characters. But today, I want to show you just a few things about this character. And so I titled my message, Living a Life That Will help you to live a legal and living legacy. Alright, amen. amen. Because a lot of times we really don't understand why we are on this earth. Mm. Amen. Most of the time when you are growing up and you don't know who the Lord is, or sometimes you know and you are not growing, you focus on your career. You focus on your family life. You focus on what you are going to build what you are going to buy, what you, how you are going to live your life, I mean, so the community or the society will respect you. So sometimes you want to say, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a judge, I want to be an engineer. You look at all the great things I'm talking about when you were a kid growing up. Because your mind is focused on secular things. Right? Right. And when you come to know the law, you find out that there will be a shift. There will be a paradigm mm -hmm. shift yeah. on how you think. Yeah. And one of the things that your, uh, your, your mind will come on is how can I be a godly man? Yeah. How can I be a godly woman? Mm -hmm. And so then from then onwards, you want to know more about God so that he can help you become the person God wants you to be. Right. Not the person you want to be, but the person God wants you to be. Yeah. And one of the characters that I find interesting in the Bible that is least talked about is Barnabas. Mm -hmm. And um, the meaning of Barnabas, as I, I researched uh, uh, Barnabas, his name was son of an encouragement. Right, amen. You see, all of us need encouragement. Amen. The, especially yeah. in this coronavirus uh, uh, time. All of us need somebody to tell us that it's going to be okay. Right. Amen. All of us need somebody to tell us that it's going to go away. Yeah. Some, all of us want somebody to 
tell us that there could be a vaccine that could help us go back to schools without fear, go back to jobs without fear, go back and doing the things we used to do that were positive. Because some of the things we used to do may not be positive. But we want to focus on the positive one. So here we see the Bible uh, 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 talk about this man. He said, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad. I want to tell you three things about this passage that can help us to grow and have a relationship with God if you don't have it. And if we have, we are going to solidify that relationship that can help us live a, a, a lasting legacy yeah. to those who are coming after us if the rapture don't come before them. So, first of all, they said Barnabas was a glad man. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at the meaning of glad, this is what the Webster dictionary said. He said, pleased, experiencing pleasure, joy, or joy or delight, made happy, eagerly willing, pleased and happy about something. We all use the expression, I'm glad to see you. Right? Mm-hmm. We all uh, 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 have the, uh, 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 the expression, I'm glad the snow is gone away. Amen. We have the expression, <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful day, I'm glad the sun is out. That means you are trying to portray something that is giving you a pleasure or giving you some kind of excitement. So it means that if you are not glad, you go to job, your job, you go to school, you'll be frowning, or you'll be um, thinking about how quickly you are going to get out of the place. Some of us go to the job, and we are not happy, so we are not glad. Some of us go to school. I remember when we were going to school, I had a cousin, they had to drag him to school. Amen, that was me. Amen. He was not glad. But they said, Barnabas was a glad man. Because he, they said, when he came and had seen the grace of God. Mm. Folks, when we see people getting saved, when we see people uh, 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 healthy, when we see people, we got to be glad about that. Yes. Amen. We got to be excited. Yeah. Because sometimes our focus is on different stuff. Mm. But we got to be glad about good things about things that are happening around us. You know, the Bible says that we should do what? Pray for our enemies. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes some, your enemy may push you so bad that when he falls, you get excited. But that is not gladness. Mm-hmm. Gladness is when you see your enemy being changed Amen. To become a person of Amen. God yeah. so that you can be excited about it. Right. So that all the pain your enemy has inflicted upon you, you have forgotten about it. You say, Lord, thank you for making this person a better person. Amen. That yeah. you got to be glad. So Barnabas was glad. Because he saw the grace of God working in the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. Folks, we got to be glad that people are getting saved. Amen. We're going to be glad that people are are, are going out preaching the word. Mm -hmm. We're going to be glad 
that the Lord is doing something new in the Middle East. Right. Amen. Well, man, Christians are being killed, but yes, sir, there's a more production of people coming to faith in Christ. Amen. We gotta be glad. Yeah. And Barnabas was glad yeah. because of the grace. Yeah. Folks, we are all living by grace. Amen. We are here by grace. Amen. Because something could have happened on your way and you may not have been here. So you are here by grace. And I'm here by grace. As I stand here, my plan was to live in the United States in April back to my country. The country was shut down. My country was shut down. All flights were. And so I'm stuck here. But guess what? I am glad. Yes. Amen. <laughs> because it's not that I wouldn't be here to see Amen. you. Amen. It's not that Amen. I wouldn't be here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I am glad. <laughs> people say, do you miss people at home? I said, of course, you'll be missing some people. And you'll be missing your ministry. But that's not going to pull me back. Right. Amen. Because God has a bigger plan. Yes. And so I'm looking forward at God's plan. And so I am glad anywhere I am, anytime, at a particular spot, because I believe God wants me to be where I should be at I any point in time. Yes, amen. amen. So I'm glad. And so Barnabas, the Bible says, was glad. And because he was glad, they say he exhorted all the people. It means he told them things that to encourage them not to be discouraged because at this time they were being persecuted. Right. Folks, when you are a Christian and you don't see persecution in your life, then you are in trouble. Amen. Yeah. You That's must true. be doing something wrong. Preach it. <laughs> you must see persecution in your life as a Christian. And so you need the word of God to exalt you. Yeah. To help you know that you are not the first person, you are not the second, you are not the third, but you are one of the people who the word God is using. Right. Amen. Amen. And so he exhorted them, and, and, and then with all purpose of heart, they will cleave unto the, the Lord. Lord. Amen. You see, exhortation yes. is to help people cleave right. close to the Lord. Yes. Amen. It's not to put fear in you. God is not a, like the wicked person who, when you do anything, has a stick to hit you. God is not like the policeman who is going around looking for criminals and arrest them and throw them in jail. God is a God who is looking to show his grace on people. Right. Amen. So that when you change, you reverse from your evil ways, he's going to give you another opportunity to share what he has done in your life. So he wasn't only glad, but secondly, he was a good man. Mm. You know, like Jesus said, call no man good. But you see, I'm going to show you something about a good man. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 18, he said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. No, a bad fruit produces good fruit. Right. Now, why, do, why is the Bible uh, um, describing Barnabas as a good man? One of the things yeah. I saw in the Old Testament about Job, they say he was a good man too. Right. Yeah. Then I saw Ananias, he was a good man. Now, how can I be a good man? The book of Proverbs uh -huh. has something to share ah, about who a good man is. 
And I want to draw your attention. When you go read Proverbs chapter 14, verse 14, which reads, The backslider in heart will have his fear of his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied with his. Yes. Amen. So it means that you, if you, to be called a good man, you must be satisfied with what God is doing in your life. That's right. You have no cause to complain. Amen. And so, Barabbas, that was his character trait. Are people seeing you with such a character? Hmm. Are they looking at your life and will be pointing out that you are a good man based on the truth of Proverbs 14, 14? Amen. A good man, according to Proverbs 19, 17, is one who is gracious to a poor man, less to the Lord, and will repay him for his good deeds. A good man best helps and is gracious to a poor man. That is what God is saying in the book of Proverbs. That if you are a good man, this is your character trait. You are somebody who is gracious to a poor man or a poor person. And because when you do that, you will lend to the Lord. Nowhere in the whole of Scripture does the Bible allude to institutional government constructing programs to meet the needs of the poor. Amen. That's right. Nowhere in the Bible. Right. God. While scripture does not prohibit government program to help the poor, it does instruct us yes. of our personal involvement. Yes. Therefore, it's not the government, yes. but it's on you and it's on me. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and that is what we need to understand. Because a lot of people are in social programs, they think welfare and all those things is something that if the government don't do, then they, they are going to hit the government. But the Bible says the hands that does not work. Yes, should not eat. Should not eat. Mm, amen. I was telling some friends, I said, you know, they did this welfare program, which should be a temporary thing. Yes. If you lose your job and you want to be on it for a short period, that's fine. But some people want to live to their fifth generation. Right. They want to live off. And I, I asked a friend who is living on. I said, have you ever considered who is paying for your food? It's somebody who is working. Right. Who is paying? So if you are on it for four, five years now, you, are, you have three kids. And you are living with your three kids on welfare. How does it sound? Mm-hmm. But the Bible says, Barabbas was a good man. Right. <laughs> if you want to be a good man, then you should rather be gracious to the poor. So you change yourself from being poor to be a giver right. and not a receiver. Amen. Because that's what God wants. Yeah. You don't need to have one million, you don't need to have 10,000 or 5,000 to give. Right. Amen. Whatever the Lord has given you, you can give a little out. Amen. And that's what the God is expecting. So that you can also leave a legacy where you can be called a good man. Thirdly, the book of Proverbs says it's a godly influence on others. Yeah. How do you know? Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Amen. <laughs> so you go and c- collect all the wealth and all those things, and you be a sinner, living a sinner. He said, you are going to live it for the righteous. Right. <laughs> so, don't have your big dreams. Because God said it. 
And when God says it, he's going to work on it. Proverbs says again, Proverbs 2.20, he said, a good man chooses godly friends. How do you choose your friend? Do you choose your friend because he has money? Do you choose your friend because he's intelligent? Do you choose your friend because he is smart? Or you choose your friend because he is God? Or she is God? And this is what he has to say. He says, so you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the path of the righteous. See, when you choose your friends, you know what you get. Yeah. But when you let your friends choose you, yeah. you don't know what you get. Amen. So you better choose your friends. Yeah. 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 And choose those who are walking godly. Yeah. Now, somebody will say, but Jesus was a friend of sinners. Certainly, he was. Because he was trying to win them to Christ, to the Lord. Right. So you choose friends, you, you go to the sinners with the intention of making them your friend through the blood of Jesus. Right. So that's how you choose them. Choose the ones that you know. Don't choose the ones that are going to pull you into dope, yes. into drugs, into all kinds of alcoholic, or into uh, prostitution, fornication, adultery. Don't choose those who are going to ill-advise you. Because you are the one who is a leader to help them to come to know who Jesus is. Yes. Lastly, the, uh, Proverbs 12, 2 says, He is the recipient of godly favor. Amen. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah. He says, and, and For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. So, he said, a good man will obtain favor from the law, but he will condemn a man who devises evil. Mm. Folks, what kind of legacy are you going to leave? Come on now. When you leave this earth, how are people going to say about you? Are they going to describe you as that? So I said, Barabbas was a glad man, Barabbas was a good man, and finally, Barabbas, Barnabas was God's man. Amen. That's right. How do I see? It? I see it here. He said he was full of faith, and much people were added unto the law. But in verse twenty-five, he said, "Then, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul." Mm-hmm. Folks, if you are God's man, you read First Corinthians one twenty-six. You find out something about it. But the truth of the matter is, you are seeking people mm-hmm. to help them. Right. right. Not seeking people who are going to help you. Yeah. Right. If you are God's man, I want to tell you something. You have a mandate to start seeking for other people. Yes. Who are lost mm-hmm. and those who are not lost to be of encouragement to them. With all heads bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you are here. I want to be God's man. Before you can be that, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Without Christ, you are using your own effort, which will come to nothing. So you say, Preacher, I want to give my life to Jesus right now. So that when I die, I know where I'm going. That's right. 
So will you pray with me? I want to give my life to Jesus. Because Barnabas believed in Jesus. And he gave his life to him. That is why he was described as such. If you want to give your life to Jesus, will you lift up your hand? I want to pray for you. Say, I want to give my life to Jesus. From based on your word, I want to do that. Preacher, help me by praying with me. Is there anybody? Is there anyone? Maybe you are here. You are a Christian. He said, I've not been doing all the things that I ought to be doing. You have challenged my heart. I want to start doing it. Oh, I'm doing it, but I have to do more. Will you pray with me? Will you lift up your hands? I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone? Say, preacher, I want you to pray for me. I'm doing something I can do better. Is there any other person? If you raise up your hand, just stand up. We all have uh, eyes closed. I want to pray for you. Just stand up. Just stand up. I'll pray for you wherever you are. I'll just pray for you. Will you stand up? I just want to pray for you. Just stand up. There's no shyness in the house of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to pray. You know, when we pray, the Holy Spirit gives you that power to do what you want to, uh, he wants you to do. And I believe the Holy Spirit is here and is going to help each and every one of us who is going to stand up and say, Lord, I am available. I want you to uh, uh, help me so I'll leave a legacy that uh, they will say he and or she was a good man, was a good woman. Because he lived for the Lord and he loved the Lord. He wants to do God, the Holy Spirit, to help you do beyond measure. Do beyond what you have been doing. Maybe there's a work in the church. You want to be part of it. You've been struggling with it. But today the Lord is going to give you that power so that he said, I'm going to make the time to go and do it. I'm going to make the time to help my kids more. I'm going to make the time to help my marriage work better. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me so that I can be of a good influence to wherever I am. I want to pray now. Father, I want to thank you and bless you for your humble children who are up. I pray in the name of the power and the Holy Spirit that, Lord, you will bless each and every one of them, Heavenly Father, that you carve a new pastor for them, O oh God, empower them, O oh God, and fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit so that, Lord, they can go out and they can be able, Heavenly Father, to be committed to what today they are sharing with, uh, 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 with us. I believe, O oh God, as your Holy Spirit, O oh God, moves around, of, of all the blessings you have, you pour down upon your humble servants who have stood up and said, Lord, I am ready Amen. to go beyond, oh God, what I expect. Amen. Then Lord is going to honor, Lord, honor their prayer. Honor and answer them so that, mighty Father, we can see a generation, Amen. mighty Father, that are going to, oh God, live godly for you and to be able to influence. Mighty Father, the next generation. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name and for his name's sake. And we thank you. Amen. 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 God is good. All the time. Yeah.